recorded live. Hey everyone, Hassan here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is April 4th, 2018, and this is episode number 147, entitled Passing the Torch. Uh, I am here today, as I mentioned, my name is Hassan, and I am joined by Steve. Hey everybody, good to see everybody, and uh, yeah, ready to talk about games, not not necessarily what Hassan's referring to. All right, and we got uh, Greg here. Hey, everyone. You may not you may not know who he is if you're we're just watching it live. And there's no name tag if you're lost. No, I'm just kidding. You should know Greg by now, and you should also know Barry. Hey guys, uh, just so you're aware, this is going to be the first ever 365 day, 24 hours. <laughs> all-time podcast we are not getting off the air so that way nobody leaves there we go yeah yeah if we never end it yeah we never have to worry about that so we we could even raise money financial support you know people do those those gaming marathons we could do that sort of thing if we raise so much money maybe we can keep hustling on as well let's set some goals Yeah, if we, I don't think you even need to do anything necessarily. The talk show lady just won't let me end it, so you can yeah. how it works. There you go. We get five likes. Hudson will remain on. <laughs> well, there's looks like there's one like so far, so you're almost there. Come um, on, guys. Let's do it. We can make five. We can make five. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if anybody is joining and you're not sure what you know, what everyone's referring to. So today is my last episode um, on the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Um, As I've mentioned previously, I'm going to be stepping away from from Nintendo Fuse. Um, It's been an amazing experience, but uh, um, I just have, you know, a lot of things going on and just want, you know, the Nintendo Fuse team to be able to have their full, um, be able to provide their full attention towards the podcast and make it grow even further um, as it should. So, uh, we'll talk more about that later, but basically we want to we want to get into the games uh, and to to also discuss with us in the chat. We have this since this is live, you all can comment and push your your thoughts as well when we go along. So we have uh, Mike and Blake from the Nintendo Fuse team as well in the chat and DJ Burgess. So shout out to them. Um, and you know we're just gonna we're just gonna um, jump right in. In case you're watching, uh, again, we have Google Hangouts Live, and then we have TalkShoe streaming the audio, so two different options for you to be able to to follow along. So our first topic for tonight, I was thinking it's been a while since we've just talked about the games that we've been playing, you know, on, on Switch and 3DS, like what's, what's been going on? And so um, it's, it's been a few months, and I think it's time to revisit that. So let's start with Steve. What have you been playing on the Nintendo Switch and the 3DS? Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. Before the podcast started, I, I told Hudson, mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta actually fire up my switcher here and uh, check what I'm playing because um, the main thing I've been playing is Rocket League. <laughs> um, so I was like, surely there's there's just something else that I've been playing, and so I had to to check and and make sure. Um, so yeah, Rocket League, I've been mm-hmm. playing like crazy. They had the the new update um, that just launched, I think, yesterday or the day before, um, with the quality and performance, um, settings on the Switch now, so, um, if you prefer, uh, to have all the extra visual stuff and everything, then you can turn on that, um, but if you still prefer, prefer 
the game running at uh, optimum speeds, then you can uh, they can keep it that at the performance level and everything. And that's usually what I do because that way you can still get it, keep it running at 60 frames per second. Um, I don't really care if I see all the the fancy stuff. Um, I just want a, a smooth experience. And so, um, but yeah, it's been fun. Uh, they have tournaments now, which is pretty cool. Um, and so uh, I thought about I was just kind of checking out a couple of them yesterday. And uh, yeah, we'll probably get put together a uh, Nintendo Fuse uh, Rocket League tournament at some point. Um, it's really, really simple and easy. And actually reminded me that they don't. I don't think they ever added the uh, tournament feature to um, Smash Brothers on Wii U, like they said they were going to. So that was kind of unfortunate disappointment that that Rocket League, you know, keeps offering support. But come on, Nintendo put the tournament feature. But maybe to, maybe to be in the Switch version. So, um, yeah, Rocket League, I've been playing that. Um, I actually fired up uh, ARMS in the Global Test Punch this last weekend and played for a couple hours. Um, I think it was on Sunday night. And uh, that was fun. Again, I, I think every time I participate in one of those Global Test Punches, I, I think, should I get the game? And it, it was on sale and everything. But then I know that it's, it's a game that I like in short sections, but... I don't know if it's enough for me to like buy the whole thing still. So um, I do have fun with it, but I can also put it to the side and not touch it for a long time. And I, I don't miss it. So, um, but it was fun for the couple hours that I played um, kind of rocked a lot of people, which was awesome to win over and over again. Uh, and then uh, I've been playing Toki Tori two plus, uh, which is nothing like brand new um, played it on the Wii U um, before, uh, but they they put out the the Switch version, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, I got a code from from them and uh, played through it again, and and uh, it's just a, it's a cute, adorable, challenging puzzle game, and um, so yeah, it's fun, but nothing nothing too crazy about it, but it, it is fun. So if you're if you're into puzzle games, um, then I'd, I'd say yeah, check out Toki Tori. Um, Toki Tori is now out, and now Toki Tori Two Plus is out on Switch. So uh, both both of those are are good challenging games to pick up, but uh, but hopefully maybe down the line we'll see if we can get a three. But I don't know. That's me. All right, nice. Um, Greg, are you able to? Were you able to get the technical stuff worked out? Are you looks like you're back? Yeah, I am back. He's here. <laughs> All right. <Yay. laughs> it looks like my video is um, working too. Yay. Wait. So, what what games have you been playing then on the uh, Switch and 3DS lately? Well, 3DS, I was playing Radiant Historia. I did finish it. Um, I know when me and Barry did our game chat, uh, I think about a month ago. I still went back and to finish, get all the events, got the perfect ending, got everything unlocked, completed. So that was quite an awesome game. Now I can set the 3DS down. It might be ready for it to start collecting some dust for the next couple, several months now. So unless they announce something crazy at E3, but not putting my finger on that one. Um, for Switch, I have been playing Bunker. It was a game that will probably be coming out in the next week or two. Me and Steve got review copies and we'll be having a game chat about that. I actually did beat it, but uh, more on that later. And then finally, I just started up uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Finally got around to 
loading it in and just on the first level still still going to be working through that in the coming weeks looking forward to it it's been a long time waiting for because we didn't get a review copy so it's been on hold for the longest time so excited to finally be able to play with fire emblem on switch Nice. All right, pretty cool. Um, and then what about you, Barry? What have you been playing lately? I, uh, on the 3DS, uh, like Greg, I played Radiant Astoria, which is well worth your time. And uh, then I started Detective Pikachu. Um, not very far in it yet, but uh, so far it's interesting. Uh, it's, it's definitely not what I was expecting, but I still <laughs> want to hear Danny DeVito. Really want to hear Danny DeVito. Um, on the Switch, uh, not as much as you guys. Uh, I wasn't playing anything for a little bit, um, but then I booted up uh, Wonder Boy Dragon's Trap on the Switch. I uh, played that for a little bit. I didn't beat it yet because Kirby came out. So I was playing Kirby Star Allies, which I did beat, and I'm in the post-content stuff and or post-game content, running through it again uh, without Kirby. And uh, I'm only like halfway through that mode, and life happened, so I haven't got back to it yet. But I really want to because I want to finish that and move on because there's other games I want to play. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought Kirby was was uh, very enjoyable. But that's it. I mean, it's not as super great, but it's what I've been playing. Okay, nice. Uh, shout out to Javery Jefferson in the chat as well. If anybody has games that have been playing on Switch or 3DS, post them in the chat and we'll read them on the podcast as well. Um, for me, there's been a couple different games uh, that I was playing recently. I did play Kirby Star Allies as well. Um, still need to, to continue playing it, but it's it's adorable. It's fun. All the combining abilities and everything is, is pretty interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's Kirby, classic Kirby, basically. Um, the uh, I was on a trip recently, and so it's always fun playing the Switch on the airplane. Um, there was one time where I did have it, like the little kickstand out, and then there's turbulence, and so the Switch started sliding. I'm like, oh, no, and I tried to grab right. it real quick, and, and then the kickstand broke off, but I managed to get it. But <laughs> Otherwise, beyond that, it was it was fine, but it was kind of funny. I was like, oh, no. but uh, And there was somebody sitting next to me that was like, he kept looking over and staring at me as I'm playing. And I'm like, is this dude, like, interested in the Switch? Like, what's going on? And, like, towards the end of the flight, like, he got up and then pulled out from the top his own Switch and started playing. So I guess he was just trying to de- – he was debating whether he should play it or not or something, <laughs> and eventually he gave in. So he just started to decide. He's like, hey, two players, huh? <laughs> I was trying to see yeah. what he was playing, but I didn't want to be like a creep. I was kind of looking over. I saw some like uh, anime style cutscenes or something, so I don't know like what type of game it was or whatever. But um, but I don't know. Um, I did manage to also three star all of the cups in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for 150 CC. There's a couple. There were like a couple that I had left, and I hadn't played in a long time. So when I was on the plane, I just booted it back up managed to to get them it's always when i stop playing and then i try it one more time and then it somehow magically works for me but um beyond that i did get lego marvel superheroes 2 only played it a little bit um got it for like 20 bucks on amazon um so it was a pretty good sale um and yeah on the 3ds i have not played much but i did get detective pikachu and my wife has been playing it so i've kind of watched little pieces of it um the cutscenes, like, it's pretty funny. Like, there's, some of the cutscenes are hilarious. The little comments that they have as you're looking at clues and things, like, I'm actually, like, legitimately laughing at some stuff. So I kind of am, like, trying to avoid not watching her play too much 
so that I can like really go through the story myself and everything. But um, but it's actually pretty funny, pretty interesting. Um, so that is what I've been playing. Looks like Javier Jefferson has been playing Mario Kart, Kirby, Star Allies, Rocket League, Splatoon, Uno, Super Mario Odyssey, Arms. He is playing a whole lot. Um, but all of those games are ones that I own. <laughs> those are all games that I own. They're all good games. old Uno. Uno got updated apparently, so now Let's we can finally play with our friends. Huh. Yeah, we'll have to try it again sometime. <laughs> Only took forever. Oh, today. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that out then. See, um, I did totally side note they they made the duo card game. I don't know if you guys have ever played it. Don't play it. It's by the makers of Uno. It's terrible. It's trash. Oh, you mean don't Dose? even bother. Oh, Dose, you mean. oh no, that's right. Dose, Dose yeah. not Duo. I, yeah. I couldn't even remember the name. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, yeah, I, I bought it because I saw it at Target and it was like that's interesting. And it was like six bucks and I was like and it is. Yeah, it's it's nothing special. Yeah. <laughs> the um so it looks like Blake said he's been playing Marvel Superheroes two and Lost Fear. Javery Jefferson's also been playing Snipper Clips. Mike said uh Monster Hunter World, his switch has been neglected a bit. Um How's that possible? There's so many games. <laughs> I don't know, Mike, what are you doing? Uh, he plays hey. a lot of PC games too, so Yeah, no, I was just <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I need to. Do, we, do you guys have like? Because I got Lego and Marvel too, and I actually need to do the review on that at some point. Um, but um, that doesn't have any multiplayer in it, does it? Like, like online, just the the local. Think, That'd be I don't fun know. to to play together. Uh, I don't know about online. I know it does have local. I don't know about I'm looking to see if I have the case here. I don't think so. I don't have the case. Um, yeah, I don't think it is online. Because I, I played through the the main game and beat that and everything for a while, but now like there's so many different <laughs> side quests and and still more things to unlock and find and and everything too. So like every once in a while, I'll I'll boot it up and and start you know playing through as many side quests as I can and everything. But but there's there's a ton of game there for sure. And it'd be just it'd be fun to to do it co-op to to get some of those things together, but yeah, I'm not sure if, if they actually have it or not. Right. Uh, Blake says just local and not online, I believe. Yeah, so gotcha. Lego needs to get on that. You know what, Steve? <laughs> Steve, it's too bad you moved to Colorado, man. We could totally do local, you know? It's all your fault. You gotta move. <laughs> hey, you, you know, it Colorado's beautiful around this time of year and the northeast has not been so much. So uh feel free to, you know, come out and play here. <laughs> uh it's gonna be warmer now. We're done. We're we're ready to go. <laughs> Nothing like um, snow on right. today. Half of it melted by the end of the day and sixty degree temperatures today, so we're good. <laughs> Until the next nor'easter. No, no more. No right. more. We're just, no <laughs> more. Man, sixties. We're in the forties over here, so. Really? Yeah, we're we're sixties here in Colorado too. So. In fact, it was seventy-one yeah. yesterday, I think. So, yeah. Kind of all over the place. I don't even know what we are here. Put <laughs> <laughs> down. That's for sure. Um. So yeah, so lots of a variety of games uh, that we've been playing. So as you can see, lots of possibilities in case you're looking for anything to uh, 
to try out on the Switch and, and maybe even the 3DS as well. Um, There's been a lot of speaking sales of, lately, too. Let's say, like, yeah, actually there like They've been throwing out so many sales. So, like, if you've been thinking about some games for a while, but haven't been holding back, um, that, yeah, they've been throwing out a lot of really good deals lately. Those sales almost make me want to spend my whole 60 gold points. Oh, I spent oh, oh. I spent all two dollars and ninety cents that I had racked up on uh, a pack of uh, crate keys on for Rocket League. Um, <laughs> I'm about to spend my yeah. gold points on the Splatoon two pre purchase. There you go, saving a couple dollars, you know. <laughs> Got like sixty or points firing this month, and like fifty firing the next month, and I was just looking that over. I could have saved two cents yeah. if I'd bought it last month, though. <laughs> I had 20, 20 coins expired. Oh, bad. Man, that's, that's two cents. You missed out. You missed out. I'm expecting a check from <laughs> Nintendo any day now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, definitely check, in, uh, check out the eShop and keep an eye out for all the different sales. Uh, it's nice to have, you know, consistent sales sort of rolling through the through the eShop. So um, definitely uh, check that out if uh, you get the chance. Um, but speaking of games to be on the lookout for, Nintendo, after the Nintendo Direct, they weren't finished. They decided it was time for a uh, Nindies showcase. So we got a, a spring showcase uh, discussing a couple different Nindie titles, and we wanted to review some of that today on the podcast. So what I'm going to do is I think I'm just going to like do a couple at a time, maybe like three or four games, and then we'll talk about it, do another three or four, just kind of group them together. Um, so I don't know if this is in, in, in any particular order, you know, from the Spring Showcase or not. But essentially, uh, one of the games was Mark of the Ninja Remastered. It's a, a HD remaster of a 2012 uh, game where you take control of a ninja that sneaks, stabs, and outsmarts enemies. Um, and it's like a 2D uh, style game coming out this spring. Then there's Fantasy Strike coming this summer on the eShop, where it looks like it's a, a world where fantasy meets martial arts, and anything can become a weapon. Uh, so you use different simplified controls to pull off special moves and combos in local and online brawls as well. Um, and then Just Shapes and Beats. So um, it's described as a uh, musical bullet hell that is players trying to stay alive to the beat of the music, either alone or in online multiplayer. So there's music from 20 chiptunes artists, and it's a timed exclusive on the Nintendo Switch this summer. Uh, and then there's Garage, which it's a uh, gory game that's inspired by uh, VHS-era B-movies. And it launches first on the Switch this spring. It's a top-down shooter. And uh, basically, you're slaying the undead with various weapons as you try to stay alive. So... Out of those titles, do any of those stick out to you as games that you are interested in? Chirp, chirp, chirp. I got silence. <laughs> well, no, I, got... I, was, I was waiting for you, Steve. Um, I guess I'll Were go. you? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, just a, a general comment. I think this is going to probably be this, the same comment for everything that we're going to talk about in this. Um, I was actually telling Hassan earlier that I can't remember if I fully watched this Nindy's uh, direct thing because I was I was early, like busy with a meeting or something like that and and missed it. And I remember starting this video like later in the day, but I don't know if I actually finished it. 
So I'm I'm still kind of in the dark about a lot of these games. They're interesting. I think they sound um, interesting. It reminds me of um, kind of like I, I guess Steam is still like that, where just like a lot of different random games will pop up, and some of them are awesome. Uh, some of them are kind of terrible, but you just get a lot of different, um, I guess, just different types of games um, because they're open to these indie developers. And I think that's really cool. But um, but for me, none of them, none of those have, have stood out to, to say, man, I've got to get this day one. Um, but I'm 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 intrigued enough where I'll, I'll keep looking into them and I'll check it out and everything. But uh, but yeah, not nothing nothing day one for me. I do know there were some that looked very interesting, but I'm having difficulty figuring out like the names or which ones that I was interested in. So I kind of dropped the ball there and should have uh, rewatched the thing to <coughs> be more prepared for which ones that I'm interested in. So unfortunately, it's kind of like Steve's where he didn't even watch it. Mine's more like I don't have a recollection of which exact titles that I'm interested in, but I know there was a number of them that are, and I've been trying to get like a list that has some sort of screenshot or something that I can try to reference, but... Man. Yeah, by the way, I'm using Polygon's website uh, in case anybody <clears throat> needs a reference. Uh, we came we came so prepared for your last episode here. <laughs> oh, 11 minutes. Oh, I don't even remember the games either, so I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Barry seems to be the only one, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, um, Mark Ninja looks good. It's the game I wanted to play in 2012, and I didn't. Um, the like the the shapes one, I'm not big into that type of rhythm game. Uh, some the, some of the ones I was more interested in, you haven't mentioned yet. Um, but for me, the biggest takeaway is how many of these are going to get physical, because as as awesome as some of these games look, if it's not getting a physical, and I don't get a review code. I'm probably not going to play it, as awesome as it is, just due to time. Um, but if they get a physical release, I will most certainly support it day one. Uh, but, yeah, uh, even Mark and Ninja, like, I want to play that. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I was so excited to see it for the Switch. But if it's digital only, I guess I'll just live without playing it for a while until it's free or something. <laughs> I think the, the only one that really – kind of just going back to it that really stands out to me that I want to know more about is the, is the garage one. Um, because of being the, the, you know, gory VHS era kind of B movie thing. <laughs> that's, that's just interesting. So I'm like, yeah, that, that's and even by the description alone. I'm like, yeah, I want to know more about that one. Not necessarily. I'm like, I have to have it, but all right, you, you got me. Like I'll, I'll, I'll bite. See, that right. description got me, too, but I didn't like the gameplay they showed, like, in the Nindies. I was like, ah, this doesn't captivate me. Maybe I actually go up, I, I go back and watch the video, then I'll think differently as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely, if anybody has not, uh, which I guess probably most of the Nintendo Fuse crew uh, falls in that category, <laughs> need to go check out the Nindies showcase or at least rewatch it. Uh, to see the footage there as well. Um, so we'll just kind of just keep going through these games. In fact, let me just run through the rest of them then, and we'll kind of sort of um, group together some of the thoughts that we have. So there's Pool Panic, um, where uh, published by Adult Swim Games, you have over 100 levels, 
Uh, players will take aim in cities, jungles, and deserts solo or with up to four friends in local multiplayer when the game launches this year. Um, so it's a pool game. Then we have Bomb Chicken. It's an action platformer uh, where you're playing as a bomb-laying chicken. So you use your bombs <laughs> to defeat enemies and solve puzzles. Uh, launches first on the Switch later this summer. It looks like uh, Mike in the chat is really excited about, about Bomb Chicken as well. Um, Lumine, Luminous Remastered. Um, so this classic music-based puzzle game uh, is coming to Nintendo Switch this spring with an HD remake. This version has a single-player mode and local multiplayer. Uh, then there's Reigns, Kings and Queens, coming this spring exclusively to the Switch uh, with a new co-op mode. So you take control of your kingdom by swiping left and right on the various requests from the people of your kingdom. Um, then there's Lightfall, fast-paced platforming adventure game where players take control of the Shadow Core, which is a magical box that propels them throughout each of the game's stages. Uh, there's also speedrun mode with global leaderboards, and it launches first on Nintendo Switch as a timed console exclusive this spring. Then there's West of Loathing, Wild West-themed, uh, goofy RPG filled with plenty of puzzles, puns, and turn-based combat coming as a console exclusive to the Switch this spring. Code is a co-op puzzle game inspired by Norwegian art and culture coming this spring to the Switch. The Messenger is a unique side-scroller where you can actually switch between an 18, or sorry, an 8-bit look and a 16-bit look as you time travel through the adventure. Uh, there's a mix of upgrades, abilities, and speedrunning opportunities, uh, and it arrives this summer. Bad North is a uh, roguelite real-time strategy game. Uh, you can get your Viking battles on when uh, this game launches first on the Nintendo Switch in the summer. And then uh, the Banner Saga games will be coming to Nintendo Switch, all three Banner Saga games, the trilogy, this summer. The first two titles um, have already been, been released previously, I guess, in other systems, so players can play through the entire um, story-driven adventure on the Switch, and your choices that you play will carry out throughout each of the three titles, just like games on other platforms. So your, you know, whatever you do in, in the first game will carry on to the second and into the third, which is which is pretty cool. So out of those games, what interests you? I, I will say um, personally, the one thing that sticks out to me, I don't know if there's any specific game, but just the fact that I'm noticing a lot of these Nindies are really looking at speedrunning, um, And so they're incorporating that into their games because that's something that obviously is popular, but um, I feel like the switch also lends itself well to, to that. And, and I think, um, it's cool to see that speedrunning community kind of grow through some of these games. Yeah, that's true. And it's, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're taking advantage of so much like, you know, the speedrunning community on Twitch and everything else that, that people are just going to go crazy about. And, and classic Nintendo kind of lends itself to that anyhow. So um, yeah, I think it's a smart idea. I think it's interesting that that reigns King and Queens game. I just thought of tender like the whole time and they're like you're describing it and you like swipe left and swipe right in the game to somehow figure out how to <laughs> never ending requests from peasants. I'm just like what this is like ancient tender. Uh is what it kinda of seems like. But um um yeah, I probably the only really the thing that really stands out to me um really is bomb chicken. It sounds it sounds interesting. It's fast paced and it's a puzzle game, um kinda of arcadey 
platforming kind of style that's that tends to be kind of my um kind of the bread and butter that i kind of tend to go after um games like that and so um i'm definitely going to give that uh, another look and um and that may be out of all the whole list that may be the one that i, I would gravitate toward um that i that kind of stands out above the rest for me is probably bomb chicken Nice. The, um, actually, um, before we continue on to Greg, we do have somebody on the line, and I don't want to lose them just in case they, they happen to, to drop off or something. So we have somebody from uh, North Carolina on the line. So uh, let's get them on and, and see. Oh, hey, Asad. Hey, how's it going? What's your name? Oh, it's DJ. DJ. Yeah. What's up, DJ? Thanks for, for calling in. Um, so we're we're talking about uh, the Nintendo Switch Nindy Showcase. Is there any games that really stuck out to you from uh, from this? Oh um, well, I actually missed that podcast though. Actually. Oh, gotcha. Oh, just in in general, are there any? Do you have a Nintendo Switch? Oh no, I don't. Actually, I'm trying to get one though. And well, the first game I get along with Nintendo Switch is actually Breath of the Wild. Actually. Nice. Yeah, that's a fantastic game, definitely, um, and and well worth picking up uh, uh, if you do get a Switch for sure. Yeah. Well, definitely, that's cool. Um, well, thank you for for calling in. Uh, uh-huh. So you know, I know you don't have a, a Switch yet, but hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll have uh, lots of great uh, ideas for for some games to, to pick up. Oh, wait. Uh, take well, care, man. Thanks. Yeah. Wait. Um, Simon. Um. What's up? Um, well, um, I was wanting to know, um, what is your, um, uh, uh, your, your phone code, actually? Your ring code? Oh, like on the, on the system and everything? Yes. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out and, and get what the code is. I don't have it, uh, on hand, but, um, but definitely I want to do some more games online and, and play with the community. So, um, I'll yeah. definitely have to, to share that soon and then, uh, we can we can play some games for sure. Okay. Also, tomorrow um, well, I'll so I'll be actually getting a Nintendo eShop card. Also. Oh, you're getting an eShop card tomorrow yes, night. Yes, I am. Nice. Well, cool. Yeah, Hopefully, so, there's some, so some good games uh, that you'll get some idea of uh, to to purchase from uh, from us from the podcast. Yeah, I'm trying to get a new one actually. Like. My my resident cut off on me actually. My I'm trying to get the Dallas out one. Okay. Yeah, I'm gotcha. getting my my birthday actually. Oh nice! Is your birthday? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a May eighteenth. Is your birthday coming up? Yes, yes, actually on May eighteenth. Oh, oh cool. but, well, happy early birthday. Yeah, but by the way, when are you born? When when were you born actually? So my birthday's my birthday's in in January, so yeah, my birthday has passed. But um, but no, happy early birthday to you, and um, oh, thank you. definitely uh, enjoy it. And and you know, hopefully you have a um, uh, a good uh, good day. Um, so we're we're gonna we got some a bunch of uh, Nindy games to discuss here, but definitely uh, tune in and listen in and see if there's any specific titles uh, that interest you. Um, but uh, but yeah, thanks for calling in. Take right. care. And as as I. Uh, before you get yeah, off. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well. Uh. 
I'll see you on YouTube, Ashley. Sounds good. Take care, man. Thank you. See ya. Yep. Bye. See ya. All right. <clears throat> well, cool. So, yeah, so um, thank you for uh, for calling in. The, um, and happy early birthday to you, uh, DJ, for sure. Um, I'd like to welcome Jakester, the Knight of Darkness, in the chat as well. What's up? Um, all right. So let's go on to Greg. Okay. So then since the last comment, I was actually able to watch a couple trailers and refamiliarize <laughs> myself with some of the nice. games that are coming. So <laughs> um, yeah, definitely Bomb Chicken was definitely on my radar. I definitely like the platformer ones and I've always been a fan of like the classic Bomberman, so it's kind of interesting to see how this game is going to turn out. Um, obviously, it kind of looks to be kind of similar where you're not able to jump, at least from what I remember from the trailer. So that will be definitely a pretty interesting puzzle game, sort of an action. The West of Golding actually kind of caught my attention a little bit because I like those kind of like weird RPG games. It's kind of like those Mario and Luigi games that have that um goofy sense of humor and then there's like puzzles and rpg elements that's always my type of game and then um pod has also sounded kind of somewhat interesting i do like those kind of puzzle games with like the action adventure kind of stuff mixed in where you're kind of just moving across different levels and using different powers and abilities and then um finally the messenger also looked really cool i like those kind of brawler games and the classic style graphics with the NES and SNES type stuff. So I was also looking forward to that one as well. So there you go. More information. <laughs> Greg speaking like he did his homework. <laughs> A for effort. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, Barry, what about you? Uh, bomb chicken for sure. Um, messenger looks great. Although it looks like uh, you know Ninja Gaiden in a way. Um, but but I like those type of games, so I'm interested to try that. And Lightfall, uh, just looks amazing. And uh, trying to set up an interview right now with the developers of that game. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can have an industry talk on them or with them. Uh, that'd be great. But uh, yeah, those are the the, the other standouts. Some of the other ones looked okay. Uh, but again, it wasn't like, oh my God, I totally wish, you know, wish I could play this right now. It was more like, if I get a code or there's a physical copy, I might give it a try. Uh, I think it's great that they're getting it. I'm glad that there's a lot of exclusives or, you know, timed exclusives. Uh, I just wish Nintendo would approach the bigger third parties and assist them the way they're doing it with indies, especially with so many third party physical games taking up so much space. You need an SD card when Nintendo's are, are so tiny. Like they need to say, Hey, you know what? You can do so much better. Let us help you because it's only going to help their system, which is only going to increase their profit. But instead they're just focusing on the Indies. It seems. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is interesting seeing that big focus for Nindies um, on the uh, uh, from just from Nintendo in general with kind of these little showcases that they have. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, I you know nothing specifically stuck out to me from from what they 
um, showed. I, it definitely, it was nice seeing a variety of types of games and, you know, like, like Barry said, how they're either timed or just exclusives outright. Um, it's kind of nice to have some of those. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the only other indie game that comes to mind right now is Runner Three, but that wasn't uh, included in in this in this showcase. But that's the one that's kind of that I'm looking forward to. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely, it's interesting to see a variety of games that are um, that are available there. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, anything else on the indie showcase? No, not 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 necessarily on that, but just kind of just a general thought. I I mentioned Steam earlier, and I think it is pretty cool that that a lot of these these developers are are feeling quite comfortable, you know, bringing their games over to the Switch, and you know that might be kind of uh, you know we mentioned it before how I think a lot of um, PC gamers are going to feel very comfortable with the Switch being like you know they have they prefer the PC games and stuff when they're they're home and everything, but now they can have something to take on the go. Um, and still have very similar games and a lot of the stuff, same stuff that they're playing on their computer, but now they can bring it with them with the Switch um, or play it on their TV and stuff. So I think it's cool what they're doing. Um, but but like Barry said, it'd be I, I hope they continue to to branch out and get some of the the bigger third parties on board as well, um, and um, just continue that. We've seen we've seen you know. It, it it seems like they're trying a little bit, but it would be it'd be nice to see them put more a lot more effort into it, and to see both sides of it. I think it's great to see the indies. It's great to see these these uh, these guys that are exploring different options with video games, and it's it's really cool to see that happening. But it'd be nice to see more on the other side as well. Yeah, the problem is is that Nintendo needs to escape this whole. I mean, they, they're escaping the kitty image, which is great, but they need to escape the whole secondary system. Right now, it seems like, oh, have a PC, have a PS4 or Xbox One, and a Switch. And use the Switch for portable gaming, for Nintendo games, for indie games. But unless you want to play the AAA games on the go, you could also say, hey, I could play it on the Switch, and it'd be great on the TV, or I could play on the PS4 Pro or the Xbox One X, and it looks a lot better on the TV if that's where you're going to be playing it. So they need to say, hey, you know what, you can get all those same games here. At least have it be more competitive, because otherwise, it's, you know, then they're, they're fine with the secondary system, that's fine. Um, but it's still, it would be nice to see them on top again like they used to be. Yeah. I have seen, like, it's interesting, so I've been talking to a couple other people that are like not really into gaming, but a little bit. So they're more on the casual side of things and, and like in different Facebook groups or different stuff that I'm in. And there's, they, they um, are often asking like, Hey, you know what? I'd like to get into gaming. Um, I, I, I want newer systems. What should I get? And, uh, and before for a long time, it was just like Xbox or, or PlayStation. That was pretty much the only people that were recommending something um, were those two. But now I am starting to see people recommending the Switch above um, Xbox and above PlayStation again. So I think they're getting some natural momentum from their own games and from some of this stuff. Um, but I think, like you said, like signing on some of these big third-party games will will continue to elevate it even more and where you will start seeing a lot more people pick up the Switch as their primary console and not in addition to 
or not the secondary console um, anymore. The biggest thing right. is you know, they need to get Activision and EA. They need Madden. They need Call of Duty. You know, they, they have Rockstar with Grand Theft Auto. I mean, these aren't games I particularly like, but they sell a lot. And that will help. Like, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out. Like, you know, it looks great. If they could secure Red Dead Redemption 2 portably, even if it came out a month or two later, still having that on the go, that would be huge. That would sell systems. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think definitely they, they, you know, they, they, right now they're kind of in that position of um, you can, you can either buy, buy a switch and get these games, or you can buy, you know, a PS4 and Xbox and get these games. Like people have to kind of decide and they're going to potentially lean one way or the other, but Nintendo should be in that position of, okay, well now I, the switch should be the main system that you just sort of go to because all the games are on there. Even if it's not the greatest version of those games, get the games on there, start growing those communities. Um, and I think that will help grow the, the install base and, and continue to further expand what the system will do. Right. And like, I just, I just saw this come across Twitter that, that uh, um, they just announced that Overwatch Retribution is coming out uh, in April. Um, and like, yeah, get Overwatch on there. Get those other ones that they, yeah. you know, they're coming out with these, these other, you know, enhanced versions of even the older games. Like it's okay. Like they're bringing, they're doing that some, but they're they're doing it with like seven and eight year old games. Okay, like Overwatch is just a couple years old now. Like like that's it's a little better. Like like get that kind of stuff on there in addition to the brand new Call of Duty. Get Fortnite exactly. Like Fortnite should be able to run on the Switch with it's without any problems. <laughs> right. It's on, right. Exactly. Yeah. And PUBG and and Fortnite are both running on mobile phones now. They should be able to run on this thing now. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, that would be huge. I think for sure. Yeah, because those are those are the things that you know you work in that, and you put in like let's say local multiplayer, in there. All of a sudden now you have that built into your Switch, and you can go to you know we were already talking about like playing Mario Kart and Smash Brothers and stuff like that when you go to gaming events or whatever. Now just thinking about you know everybody jumping in on this some huge you know Fortnite game. Um, at PAX or something like that. How awesome that would be. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Make it happen. Something make it happen. I'd also like to see some more, like, console exclusives in the line of, like, Mario and Rabbids, like having some other companies have a console exclusive using their characters, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, back in the GameCube days, I mean, they had Amusement Vision from Sega do F-Zero. They had both Rare and Namco do Star Fox. You know, like, like that was great. Like, you don't have to in-house develop it. I mean, you, you did, you know, with Team Ninja, with Metroid Other M. Okay, that wasn't the greatest. But still, do that more. Let them design stuff for you. The Marion Rabbids is great. And those will help sell consoles. But they can have their cake and eat it, too. They could easily get in bed with uh, with EA or something and say, hey, you know what? We're going to give you one of our properties. You make the game exclusive for us. That's going to make you a ton of money. In addition to that, you give us Madden, you give us you know, FIFA, you give us you know, uh, NHL, you give us NASCAR, all these things. Like, give us these sports games. Give us 
EA, EA has Bioware. Hey, you know what? You put Mass Effect 3 on the, on the Switch or on, on the Wii U, get Mass Effect Trilogy on the Switch. Have that portable. New Dragon Age is coming out. Get that on the Switch. Anthem. Get Anthem on the Switch. At least a version of Anthem if it can't run fully. And the same thing with Activision. Hey, we want Call of Duty. Get us Call of Duty. Uh, you know, get us get us Destiny 2 or, or Destiny 3 or whatever you want to put out. Put that out on us. Oh, and here we're going to give you a property. Use this. Maybe make a Splatoon. Maybe make a Splatoon offshoot that, you know, uh, with a Call of Duty skin. I don't care. Like, just, just something. Uh, get those exclusives as well as those ports. Because even if, even if, like, let's say Madden sells, you know, 15 million on Xbox One and, and 14 million on PS4 uh, and only 8 million on the Switch, that's still 8 million units sold on the Switch. That's still how many people will say, I want to play Madden on the go. I want to go to a convention and play against other people. I'm going to go on an airplane and, oh man, if I could play Madden on the airplane, that's great because there are these die hard people who love football. Get that on there. Even if it sells the least, it's still sales, and people might buy the system for it. In fact, I'm, I'm willing to bet people will buy the system for those games. Yeah. For the, but the collection of different games together, like that I can also I can get Madden, and I can get uh, Fortnite, and I can get Call of Duty, and I can get Mario, and I can get Zelda. All that collection together, that will send people over for sure. Here's a thought. Let them do the sports games. <laughs> Mario Baseball, Mario Soccer, Mario NASCAR. I want another Strikers. Please give me another Strikers. Yeah. That game was so much fun. Oh, yeah. that'd be awesome. Think about that. Not yet. Well, I mean, Camelot has a monopoly with that. Like, let Camelot just keep developing that. But still, get more. You know, put more of these things out. There's tons of great third-party games. Ubisoft. Ubisoft did Marion Rabbids. Great. Well, what happened to Assassin's Creed? Why why is that not being brought back to Nintendo? You know, bring that back. You know, watch you, you brought Watch Dogs with your Watch Dogs 3 coming, bring that. I mean, other than Just Dance and Marion Rabbids, you know, we're Steep. Steep was promised at the launch and it's still not there. You know, Mike just said NBA Street V three, you know, the you know, uh, that was EA. They had the arcade. Remember Blitz? NFL Blitz, it was Midway. Get another blitz on there. Like, I'm not a big sports guy, but these will sell systems. It's smart business. They don't yeah. need to cater well, to people who like action or RPG or stuff like that already because they have our sales. So there's already yeah. enough content coming. Yeah. Well, and for a while, wasn't it like, and, and especially in Europe, um, FIFA was, was selling the most on Wii um, until they, you know, eventually they, you know, get taken over and everything. But um, by the other systems, and they started just crapping out and not putting it out on the system anymore. And then we have to we've dealt with it for a while like that. But but that's what system it was selling on the most. Um, and it can happen again. Like I think now we're in that place where people are getting a new system and they're they're okay. Like I don't I don't find as many people that are tied down to one thing anymore. Now we're kind of in that that time where. Um, they could jump over. They're not, a, not as tied down to the, like, I'm only Xbox. I'm only PlayStation. I'm only Nintendo. And so this could be a, a great time for Nintendo to be strategic and say, okay, we know people are kind of like that. Maybe I'm wrong, but at least from the people that I talk to, that seems like to be the case right now. This could be a strategic time for them to say, okay, hey, now we have those games. 
and it might push people over and uh and all of a sudden there's a whole bunch more you know hardware sales for them the funny thing is that i don't know how many people listening to this will remember this and i might be dating myself but back in the days of the nes the one of the main reasons that nintendo and the nes was so successful and won and destroyed the master system in in the states as well as anything atari threw out was Yes, getting robbed, you know, using Rob as a ploy to get into Toys R Us and stuff like that certainly helped. But the reason they really, really want it is they went to third parties and they told third parties, you have to develop for our system. If you want to put a game on our system, it is going to be exclusive. You can't develop for anybody else. So all the big third parties, Capcom, Square, EA, Activision, Midway, Acclaim, etc., they were all developing exclusively for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes, that is illegal now. They can't do those practices anymore. But they were so gung-ho. They were so, we want you on our system. Where are they doing that now? What, where did the backbone drop when, when Iwata took over or something? Like, get out there. Be aggressive. You already have the sales to prove it. You already say, look at how much we sold in the first year. Look at how much we continue to sell. Our numbers are there. You have the money to throw. Hey, EA, what would it take? Hey, Activision, what would it take? Ubisoft, what would it take? THQ, what will it take? Rockstar, take two. What will it take? Get these things. Square Enix, hey, you're doing Final Fantasy VII you know, remake. Get that on, on, uh, on the Switch. Secret of Mana remake. Get that on the Switch. The, port over the, the collection to the United States and Europe. Translate that for, for the Mana collection. Get these titles on there. I mean, think about it. They could get, like, Final Fantasy fourteen on the Switch. We would get an MMO, and they already advertised an MMO on the Switch. Get a big one like that. Go to Blizzard. Hey, how about World of Warcraft? I'm not a World of Warcraft player, but I know that would sell gangbusters if you could do it portably. The market's there. Just get it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's, there's a lot that they could really do with, with some of these game releases, for sure. Um, and if anybody in the chat as well has other ideas for, for certain things, please, you know, post them in there. Uh, but, but since we're talking about ideas for things, um, you know, sort of our next topic, it kind of, you know, lends to this as well, because we're talking about potential ideas for what Nintendo could add in firmware updates for the Nintendo Switch. So, um, you know, in terms of what else could uh, release for the system. So, I don't know, what, what like, is there anything that you guys have been really wanting on the uh, Switch since day one, like some sort of feature or something in a firmware update. Well, what what are you guys looking for? Themes. <laughs> other other than like the pitiful <laughs> online crap that's out right now. Like that that aside, that is what I really want to fix. Um, I just want some themes. It'd be cool to look at something other than black or dark gray or whatever. Um, and I think, yeah, other than like some of the games we've been talked about, I, I think, um, you know, game, I, I really, I love, yeah, I mean, we talked about this on the podcast when it, when, um, they announced Rocket League, I was super excited for that one. That one's one of the games that I really, really was hoping that they brought to it and, and they did. And I played it so much and I'm so excited that they came. Um, I think other games like that would be awesome. I think I think bringing Fortnite over would be a brilliant idea, and uh, and I really don't 
know why they haven't yet. Maybe I'm, maybe this is ridiculous, but maybe they're waiting to, to announce it at D3 or something like that, um, which would be really cool. And, and I hope they do. But I think um, fixing things, I think like the online stuff, I think just updating the, the UI a little bit, it's, it's fine. It doesn't need to be overcomplicated, but it's missing some, some simple things that could make it a little better. Um, even like not being able to like have a full, I know that it's, they don't want to put a full browser in there because of exploits and all those other things that I understand that, but at the same time, you can't do certain things on it. Um, I think even like, you know, Netflix and YouTube and stuff, that would be, it'd be nice to have on there. Um, but, but yeah, I think the biggest thing is update the online. Like they, they keep getting put off and put off and like, just make it happen and make it good. And, uh, and then I just, yeah, I think what we've talked about already is, is pushing for those third parties, those ones that are really could be huge system sellers. Um, I think, I think things like Fortnite, I think um, like the sports games, I think those are, those are going to be huge. And uh, that, that'd be the things that I'd be, I'd go after. Right. What about yeah, you, Greg? I'm, I'm sure a lot of the online stuff will be coming later in September and we'll be covering that in the coming days, but. Or put off to next um, year. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think something like cloud save and having like this unified account thing would be really great. So like if we bought virtual console games on the Wii U yeah. or the 3DS, we were just be able to download them. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> we have our Nintendo ID linked and all that kind of stuff. So should be pretty known like what you purchased on the mm-hmm. last two consoles. Um, definitely one of the UI things that I'd like is a folder structure. I really like the organization on the 3DS and the Wii U, being able to put stuff into folders. I think it's a lot easier to have an organized home menu. Just I want to play whatever game that I've downloaded, then it'd be nice to be able to look in the folders for like, oh, indie games or games, full game that I downloaded type stuff, or these are my multiplayer games today. I like to play with friends because scrolling back to find Mario Kart 8 in the back is not the best way to be like, hey, uh, I haven't played this in forever, so it's way back here. So I think some quality of life stuff like that would be really nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah, virtual console, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned the, the cloud saves, Greg, because I totally forgot about that. That would be awesome. As I, I've heard too many too many horror stories of, of people so far that have sent their system in to get repaired or something else happens to it or whatever and then they've they've lost everything. And so I think that that would be huge if if they had something in like that. So hopefully hopefully that comes with the with the online update um later on this year, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Barry? Uh, my number one thing is achievements uh, or trophies. I, I've always been a fan of that system. I, I've loved it since the launch day of the 360, uh, and I'd uh, I'd like to see more of things like that implemented, especially if they did something where you can use these achievement points and turn them into gold coins, you know, like maybe a thousand achievement points is half of a gold coin or something, you know, totally make you it. You get it. Yeah, two uh, cents. Yeah. yeah, less than that. That's too much. Come on, what do you think they're making money? No, no, less than that. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd also like to. <laughs> do it. 
I'd like to see uh, cloud saves uh, as well, um, just just as a backup, not as a as a mandatory. I definitely want on cart saves or on you know the SD card saves, but I want cloud saves as an option, especially for you know to prevent those horror stories. Um, yeah. Virtual console, I could take it or leave it because you know I know some people love it, and for the people who love it and the people who are dying for it, I want it there. What I would like to do them for them to do instead, and I'm going to play devil's advocate, and some people will be like, ah, I tell you. Um, I would like them to do Nintendo collections like Namco used to do the, the or, you know, collections, Namco museums. You know, back when that first came out, they did it on the PlayStation 1. They did five volumes or six if you lived in Japan. Uh, and it was great. It was a nice catalog. And they can totally do that. You know, and, and they even did it based on NAMCO, like with the logo. They can make a Nintendo collection that's just, you know, spelling out Nintendo and make it all NES stuff. And then they could spell out Super and make it a Super Nintendo one. And, you know, N64, make a, you know, an N64 one, et cetera. And just have all these collections on carts. And you could just pop it in, boom, you have it all, you know, on the go. Uh, I think that would sell like crazy. I think that would be a no-brainer. I, I, you know, look at, look at the NES Classic. The NES Classic was, what, 30 games? 30 games for $60. 30 games for $60. I guarantee you if they took those same 30 games and put it on an NES, uh, one, one Switch card and sold it for $30, people would go crazy. Oh, you mean I don't have to use up an HDMI port? I already have a Switch, and I can play them on the go. You know, easy, easy money, easy, easy money. It's guaranteed, and it's a format that works. Namco's done it. Midway did it. Acclaim did it. Uh, you know, Activision has done it. You know, how many, how many compilations are there? There's tons. You know, yeah. let's do that. That's I think that's a no-brainer, and I can't believe they haven't done it yet. It's their own property, too. Yeah. But, it is interesting, yeah, because, like, I don't know if Nintendo has told people, like, companies not to do that because they have their own properties. It's, it's almost like, like, why why are they holding back on their own properties, and why have they not put out collections or, or remastered editions or something like that? I wonder if, if Nintendo is putting the brakes on them because of something they're eventually going to release. I, I don't know. Because it, it does seem like a no-brainer. They could even do themed collections. I mean, the Wii had the Kirby Dream Collection. That was a good collection. Do that with more. It also had the Super Mario All-Stars, which was a terrible port because it, it didn't even include Super Mario World, and that ROM existed. It was just switch the ROM on the disc. Um, but have a Mario collection of all the 2D Mario games. Easy. The Zelda collection on GameCube was fun. It was four games. Put more on there. It would eat up my Metroid, or or better yet, how about Mother? You know, like 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 uh, you know, Mike did for our April Fool's thing. Right. And then Mike wasn't did. that announced? Yeah, already. <laughs> Amazon Canada already leaked it. But no, these are easy, easy things to do, and it's their own property. And it's you know the reason they're doing all these Wii U ports right now are filler. It's filler. It's filler for in between the new games. It's games they, that didn't get the attention they deserved, and that's great. But they're going to run out of Wii U ports very, very soon at the rate they're going. This is great filler content. Hey, we have no big game for the month of September. Let's throw out two compilations of old games. The, the NES Classic Edition and the SNES Classic Edition are proof positive that people are hot on nostalgia. People want to relive their childhood and have it on the go. It, it, I can't fathom why they haven't done this yet. If Virtual Console was already out, I could see it. But it's not. It's over a year now. This is a no-brainer. Right. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of potential there for, for Nintendo to, to release some of that that content as well. Um, so Mike in the chat is saying, you know, he also agrees on cloud save. More themes would be nice. The Wii U even had colored folder themes, uh, web browser, a lot of the common stuff that we've heard. I mean, I, me personally, like cloud saves, definitely. Um, but I'd love to, to, to have some way to back everything up. Um, and, you know, I don't know, I guess, I would just like to see more integrated features because I, I know Nintendo had their whole voice chat thing, right? Like not very popular uh, in terms of the way they implemented it. Um, but, you know, maybe they can reconsider and change the way they implement it. Maybe they, they, they implement some kind of voice, uh, like built-in voice chat or something, or, or at least a more integrated, and this may come with their online system. I don't know. Or maybe this will just be like a separate kind of thing, but you know, I, I liked how, um, uh, I forget, was it the 3DS or one of the systems would actually tell you, for example, like, let's say you're online in Mario Kart or something, like, it would tell you, like, you're racing in Mario Kart or you're doing that, like, it would be more specific than just, you're online, like, yeah, then you actually know, because yeah. I feel like, yeah, otherwise I'm yeah. like, oh, somebody's online in Splatoon, but are they just playing single player? Right. Are they actually doing turf war? Like, then you can actually you know, try and join up and play games online together. It, it helps you well, out. I think, and, and, and the, the cool thing with the 3DS version is like, it not only shows you what they're doing in there, but if the, if they're in a certain mode that allows it, you can jump into that game with them. And yeah. like, that was, that was awesome at the time. It was like, it was, you know, I, I feel like it was decades ahead of, of where some other online components for video games were, and now they just, they've forgotten it altogether. Like, that was a really right, cool like, feature. Yeah, yeah I, all these things that they've implemented in other systems bring it back, you know? That was super awesome in Mario Kart 7. It'd be like, oh, I see someone's online. I'll just jump in and play a number of matches. And I don't know if they knew I was there, but it was like I was joining, like, my friends playing. It was really cool. And they should bring back the yeah. camera thing, too. I mean, Star Fox 64, 3D, you know, seeing the faces and dogfighting was pretty cool, you know, especially for the time. It's true. And make a lot more sense if it was online. Oh, yeah. Because uh, in person, it was like, I can just look to the left and see you, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think... Right. Uh, oh, there's something else. I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because I wonder how much of the foundation is being laid with these firmware updates and what we're going to see coming soon. Because one of the things as well, um, the Joy-Cons, the right Joy-Con, the home button, has this little circle around it. That's actually an LED, but it doesn't really ever light up when you're playing the Switch. Like, why is that? That has the ability to light up. People can hack their Joy-Cons to, like, have it light up, uh, but then once you, like, turn it off or whatever, then it will reset or something. But the potential is there. So why isn't that being used? Like, is that going to be something in the future where, like, the home button flashes when you when one of your friends is online or wants you to join a party or something? Or, you know, like, use that um, to your advantage, you know? Like, just like how the 3DS had the flashing light or, you know, like, you have different – there's different ways of, of doing it. But um, I wonder how much of that is actually going to be used to its its full potential because I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Maybe it's part of Lebo. Uh, maybe. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Buy, buy our cardboard, and you can do like Animal Crossing and unlock NES games and stuff. 
<laughs> or could it right. could be those like some of those features that uh, what was it was it the N sixty four or Super Nintendo one whichever one had the the expansion port thing at the bottom that they were going to use but then they never did and well that was the N sixty four when they did use it the Super Nintendo had one as well but that one never got used yeah SNES then yeah because the sixty four was used for some other stuff but yeah then it was it was there but they never actually used it. So yeah, it we could end up with one of those things that you know we'll, we'll never know what it was originally intended for, <laughs> or maybe they didn't know. They're just like, yeah, maybe we'll use it, maybe not. It costs two cents to throw it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, it's not true. It was it was used for the uh, beta Satella view, uh, in, in the Super Famicom, and I think they included on the Super Nintendo in hopes of bringing the Satella view over, but they never did. Gotcha. So it looks like we actually have another caller this time from Florida. So I do want to get uh, the caller on the line here. So let's see. <clears throat> so hello in Florida. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? What's your name? I'm Jake. Jake. How's it going, Jake? I'm good. How are you? Good. So um, do you have a Nintendo Switch? Yep. Are there any, like, uh, specific games that you would like to see on the Nintendo Switch or any sort of features that you really um, would like to have on the system? Well, I did like the idea of having Blizzard Entertainment games on it. And features was... It would be nice to have another folder system for just organization. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree. Are there any games um, that you've been uh, playing lately specifically for the Switch? Um, Xenoblade was one, and then like a Marvel 2. Good man. More Xenoblade players. Yeah. Almost 200 hours. Nice. There you go. Now, now you <laughs> okay. just gotta, you gotta, you got to come on here, and you got to tell Steve, and you got to tell Greg, and you got to tell Hassan that they need to play Xenoblade 2. <laughs> Get Xenoblade going. <laughs> See, you got to listen to the fans, guys. Come on. <laughs> that is true. That is true. No, that's that's awesome. That's really cool. Well, um, uh, thank you for for calling in, Jake. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me in. All right, take care. Yeah. See ya. You too. Thanks. Cool. Um, always good to to hear from the listeners. Um, but yeah, definitely um, lots of potential. So Mike in the chat says, um, so the LED, so it also flashed when they pushed an ad to the Wii U gamepad. I do remember that as well, that feature where like yeah. your gamepad could just be sitting there and then all of a sudden the screen would turn on, there'd be some ad on it. Like they're just sending you the uh, like the little um, advertisements. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know that I was really... that on the Switch, but you know. <laughs> And it was loud too. It's like it scared my wife all the time. She's like, "What is going? What's your video yeah. game doing now?" <laughs> I hated that thing. That was so annoying. There's also the way yeah. you get phone calls through it as well from the uh, video chat. And how many wonderful, how many wonderful video chat? <laughs> I think I used it twice uh, within the first week. Right. I I used it like 
right away to call my friends because we both got a Wii U, and it kept disconnecting, and that was the only time we ever used it. I think I only used it whatever in the within the first month, and then that was it. Yep. None of us called for Grandpa sure. for game tips on how to do Zelda, like in that video. Damn. Come on, guys. We're all flying. It would have made a lot more sense if you could still talk to them while you're playing Zelda. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Miiverse was for. You were supposed yeah. to just Potential pause and wait loud. for some random stranger to respond to how to beat this puzzle while you just sat there and waited for... Well, the problem with that video chat was, like, it would take forever to even connect. So you'd be sitting there for, like, two minutes, like, okay, the person's not going to connect, and you'd leave. But that's, like, right when they would have connected. And they're like, oh, no, I was actually joining. So then you'd go back, and then the opposite would happen. So it would take you, like, ten minutes to even get on a call together. Like, it was just, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it, it was forward thinking, in a sense, but just poorly implemented. And that's that's Nintendo in a nutshell, for the most part. <laughs> They're very forward-thinking, yeah. but they they implement things poorly a lot of times. Yeah. And I feel like that's what they, they kind of did with, like, so many things on, especially Wii U, I feel like. Like, they tried a lot more stuff like that, like TV and all this other stuff. And But then they, they <laughs> decided to swing the complete opposite direction with the Switch. And it's like, you know what? We're going bare bones with this. It plays games. You can take it with you. That's all you got. <laughs> you know what? That that has to be because of not only the failure of TV, but if you remember when the Xbox One was first shown off, they spent the majority of their E3 press conference talking about the media features, and they were ridiculed for it because people were watching E3 just for games. So they have had to look at that and say, yeah, it was just games. Kind of like what the GameCube was, just for games. Although that, that time it bit them in the butt. But still, you know... Just get Netflix on there and you're good. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, we got Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, they'll have to hopefully add some of that stuff. And, you know, who knows what Nintendo will come up with. Maybe they'll have their own way of doing certain things. Like, nobody would have thought about Nintendo Labo, right? So that's coming out very soon, this month now. So, um, and all the impressions that I've seen of that um, are getting me really excited about it, actually. I mean, all the things that you can do with it, the Toy-Con garage, like it's actually pretty complex, some of the stuff that you can customize and create with, with that stuff. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. Not because I'm super creative, but because I know the rest of the people on the internet are, and it'll be cool to see what they do, and then I can just copy that. So I'm looking forward to that part of it, basically. Don't <laughs> That's why not. I like games like, like Mario Maker and, and games like that, because I enjoy other people's creativity, and, and I get to, to play it and watch it and observe. You you watch mm-hmm. like by 4:21, Hassan's gonna come on. And he's gonna be like, hey guys, check this out. Look at little Labo Man. He's gonna push a button on the on the the, the switch, and this you know the little Labo Man speaker is gonna go. It's morphing time. It's gonna turn into a Power Ranger. Like, boom! <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that, but he figured it out. That's that's his I'll next find endeavor. That's that's really why he's stepping away from the podcast so he can <laughs> you know start up this Full second time, channel Nintendo on Labo. YouTube. Just Nintendo Labo all the time. <laughs> The world of Labo. There you go. The giant, the giant robots is gonna be their combination vehicle. They just like destroy, like and fight the other giant creature of the show. That's what I'm gonna be wearing every day now. I'm gonna be wearing that that Labo robot suit. 
going to go to work in that. <laughs> um, that would, you know, there's got to be a video of just somebody walking around like, like a public city, like New York, Chicago, you know, L.A. or something with the robot backpack on and, like, <laughs> just walking around. That's going to be Oh, I'm, not, I'm sure there will if be. If not, you got to do it, Barry. You're close enough to New York. Just go <laughs> walk around yeah. Times Square just with it. <laughs> I, I, if I can get out, I would. But you know what? Greg's up in Chicago, so he could do it. So. Uh, it's true. <laughs> and he actually goes into the city quite often. Yes. Yeah, yeah. there you go. You're done. Well, only with yeah, I can't do that Denver. in D.C. I can't do that in D.C. because that would end out very badly for me. That people would take take that the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, head, over, head over to the White House there, Hudson. There you go. There you go. Trump yeah, that, uh, Nintendo Labo would make some bad headlines there. Sure. Oh. I could do it in Denver, but I'd probably just fit right in with other people. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. We've kind of we've kind of co- covered like a variety of different topics today. There wasn't any like specific major news, so it was sort of just like a grab bag of of different things. Any other specific topics uh, or like specific things you wanted to kind of cover before we sort of uh, uh, wrap up? You mean no. by wrap up, you mean cover the first hour or so. <laughs> right, yeah. Just wrapping up the first. Um, honestly, yeah, wrapping actually, up the first hour, I'm just going to slowly step yes. away for a bit. No. No. Um, one of the things that I that I just, I, I looked down and I forgot that I had one of my pro controllers. And actually, um, what I would like to see is is some different variations other than just the, the couple that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I want to see different colors in these things. Um because it's one of the reasons why I've held, I've held off on buying any more because I eventually do want to get at least four. Um, I have two so far, um, which is nice. I can have these two in my Joy-Cons so I can play, you know, four-player games if I needed to. Um, but I would like to see different color variations of, of Joy-Cons. I think it's – or of, of the Pro Controller. I think it's been cool to see the different um, Joy-Con colors, and I want to see more of those as they, they continue to go out. I really love my red ones um, that I imported from Japan but they're still not out by themselves in America, which is crazy. Um, but I'd also like to see them uh, take that same approach to the, to the pro controller as well. Yeah. Especially because they updated the switch recently so that the colors of the pro controller now show up in the, uh, in the UI, which is nice. So makes me think that hopefully we'll get some more. I could definitely see for smash. I mean, if they don't have one for smash, something is wrong. Right. The GameCube so, colored one. Yes. Oh yeah. That would be cool. Uh, how about how about a left Joy-Con with an actual D-pad? I know Hori has one that's Dang coming it. up for third party, but let's get official <laughs> one out there. True. I've heard the Hori one's not very good either. That's what yeah, I was already I want an actual D-pad. I use the D-pad like all the time on the Wii U for when I could have used the joystick. Yeah, I was gonna say the Hori one's only D-pad in what handheld mode or something? I think it is. Or yeah, it has to be attached. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's right. Um, one of the things that I've noticed, I don't know if, if you guys have issues with this at all, but the last couple editions, I think the Wii U and the and the uh, the same D-pad that's on the Pro Controller, I'm having issues with um, with it rocking between too easily. And so, like, I don't remember ever having those issues on – like NES, SNES, or or um, even I don't think on the 64 or anything like that. But but sometimes when I'm playing like I don't know puzzle games or whatever, when I have to be precise on the on the D-pad, 
Um, the Wii U and the Switch, I feel like it, it rocks too much between the in-between. Um, and often I'll try to go right, but I actually go up instead or, or vice versa or something like that. Um, I, I, I haven't heard anybody else complain about it, so I, I feel like it's maybe it's just a me issue, but, um, but, I, but it happens a lot to me. I don't know. Is that something you guys struggle with? And if, if so, like I think you know, a better D-pad would be good for me, but maybe it's just, uh, maybe it's just something I struggle with. I haven't played any puzzle games, I think, on the Wii U or the, the Switch that use the D-pad like that. Like even Tetris Puyo Puyo, which I meant to, to play, I didn't get a chance to. But I can't say either way. I think I've been having like, a, an issue like that with it, just the normal Joy-Con, so because I feel like my like when I was playing Mario Kart with like the Joy-Cons detached, it was like not steering properly and stuff like that. So be like, oh, you're going right. And I was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. See, it'd be interesting to test, like, because you know how in the settings you can do like the button test and see which one's being pressed. It'd be interesting for you yeah. to use the D-pad and see like what direction, you know, showing up if you keep pushing it or, you know, like kind of playing around with it that way. Um <laughs> I don't know that I've noticed it in particular with any of the games, but I don't really use the D-pad much. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't use it too much, but it's just, yeah, it's in, in the games that I prefer to use it, it's because I would like more precise control, and that's when it doesn't do what I want it to do. Um, sometimes, not all the time, but just sometimes. But, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll really... go and check it out in the settings. I've never, I didn't think about that. I did notice that in Bomber Man when I was using the... Um, Oh, right. Yeah. It's like Bomberman yeah. is one of the ones because you need to, to go directly up or, or left or right down. Um, and sometimes I'd go in the wrong direction. Well, see, I, I had that problem before the update, like when the, the game first launched. I noticed that significantly with the D-pad. But when I went back after the update, I didn't notice it as much. But yeah, Bomberman Bomber is not like a traditional puzzle game. But yeah, I did notice it originally there. Have you tried it since the patch? I don't think I have. So, yeah, I, I guess I didn't really think about that possibly being a software issue. So, yeah, I'll have to go back and check it out and see um, if if it's fixed. Yeah. That was lagging a lot, I remember, and I also haven't gotten back to it since the, since the update. Yeah. So, um, try it out and see. Well, didn't you know we were beta testing that game? That's why it's coming out now. On the other systems, because we beta tested it for a year, they perfected it, and now, now it's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, then I guess um, that about wraps it up for the nope. discussion. Nope. In the episode tonight. <laughs> now Hassan's gonna sing for us. Let's go, Hassan. True. On to round two. <laughs> Classic uh, music uh, section, like our like our old old old. Da 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 da. Now I really do got to go back and find our old old podcast and see <laughs> the uh, the audio files from there. Uh, do a best of. You can do a best of compilation. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I still I never ended up doing that compilation of all the times that we talked about a Nintendo Direct and then Nintendo announced one like after that or something. That would be a, a good compilation there. 
we need we need to play the best of clips now for a song, which is we're just gonna play episode one to one hundred and fifty six in a row right now for you guys, and then we'll come back. Easy peasy. Yes. Live Mar- marathon. <laughs> oh, I thought. Oh, we're just gonna play it and leave. Okay, I thought I thought you meant like live commentary of every single episode. Yeah, right now, we're gonna yeah. talk yeah. like, like mystery science theater. <laughs> there we go. Um, but, uh, but no, I think, um, as we sort of wrap up this episode, I just wanted to, um, say thank you to everybody that has listened and and joined the podcast. Um, uh, it was a a fun thing to kind of start up and and just be a part of these discussions and mainly because it was sort of, uh, you know, Nintendo Fuse used to be Wii Nintendo and, and, you know, those days just that that, small tight knit community, right. And we were all just kind of just loved hanging out and playing games together and it was just fun to talk about games with with people in that community and and it's been cool to see um the folks that have, that have come and gone through through here and even some of the folks that that uh haven't been around for a while like i think it was uh nick sir venom i think it was like who recently just tweeted or whatever and was like oh i gotta you know um catch up on some stuff or whatever so like a couple uh people are just you know reminiscing about you know the days that they were part of uh this community and everything and so it's it's always been a special group and just to be a part of. And so the podcast has been a great avenue to, to discuss Nintendo and, and, um, compassion for it through, uh, through here as well. And especially the, the big thing is, um, I liked it being live. And then I know there were a couple of times where we experimented with not doing live and that was kind of fun in, in its own way. Uh, but, uh, the live, sessions just made it more interactive and more interesting and just seeing your comments and stuff too. So um, that was always um, entertaining, but um, life happens, I guess, and just have to sort of, you know, reprioritize certain things. Um, I'm not disappearing at all. I I will be around the internet. I'll be here and, you know, it'd be cool to pop in from time to time as well. And uh, I'll certainly be keeping in touch with everybody on the Nintendo Fuse team for sure. I'll be around. Um, But uh, but yeah, thank you to, to everybody that's listening. Thank you to, to you three as well for for joining me uh, on these endeavors with the podcast. Now on the E3 episode featuring Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, uh, I mean, definitely be cool to kind of pop back in sometimes and, and talk Nintendo with you all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think I guess this many times, but man, this is, it's been a long ride. Man. Um, we've been Pretty much, I, I I didn't I wasn't there from the very 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 beginning, but uh, very early on at, at the last podcast, and then uh, and then the whole way through the Nintendo Fuse podcast with you, man. And it's gonna it'd be weird for sure not uh, not having you with us every time, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely have you have you on for guest appearances every once in a while, and at least and uh, yeah, we'll we'll still stay in touch for sure, but. Uh, it's gonna be odd not not having you around all the time. So, but uh, just thanks for everything you've done this this entire thing. This is this is your vision. This is this is this is all you and and um, what it has become um, from this little idea that we that I know that you uh, kind of tossed around <laughs> a long time ago, like eight and a half nine years ago, and the uh, back in the forums um, to you know having this idea um, to now it's fully become. Um, out of that, and it's it's been cool to to ride that wave with you. So, thanks for all you've done for Nintendo Fuse and the podcast and everything else. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, definitely 
share that. I was very happy to be welcomed down here by you and very encouraged to join the crew. Had lots of great discussions over the five years that I've been on, six years that I've been on the team. So definitely going to be missed. I know your most excited E3 game is going to be uh, Animal Crossing, Animal <laughs> Happy Home Designer <laughs> 2, Amiibo Festival. So Yeah, that sounds great. I'll be, I'll be looking forward to your thoughts on that when they announce that one. <laughs> no, for sure. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's bittersweet for me because the very reason I even found Nintendo Fuse was because of you, Hassan. You know, I was just, I remember I was on Twitter one night and and you had tweeted out like, hey, you know, we're going to be having a podcast tomorrow. And I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. And uh, that was that was my very first one appearing as a guest call for E3 episode, I think, 92. That's been like four and a half years or something for me now. And I remember asking, like, hey, that was fun. Can I join? Can I join? And you were probably like this stupid guy badgering me, whatever, you know, like, yeah, go talk to Mickey. Go talk to me. Leave me alone. And I was like, please, can I join? And he's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And I'm like, yeah, you know. And uh, it's just been an incredible ride. I mean, it's been, for me, over 50 episodes now. And and uh, everyone has been a joy. Uh, and it's, during this period has not been the easiest time of my life. And it's still isn't but you and obviously the rest of the crew steve and and greg uh have certainly made it easier uh every day and something to look forward to and uh without you here it will be a hole and it will will be a hole that won't be filled um but it will be one that we will certainly skate around and you're welcome to fill it any and every time you choose to and uh if you disappear i will hunt you you know i will go down to washington (laughs) I will hunt you, um, but no, thank you in all seriousness for, for everything you contributed, and, uh, you know, and I really hope that life takes you back here, and you, you can rejoin us whenever you want. Yeah. No, I appreciate a standing, that. Thanks, sir. A standing, uh, you know, guest spot every month, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. No. <laughs> um no, but no, thank you all, definitely. And, and and I do want to reiterate, like, this is not the end of the podcast. So the podcast will go on, and, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here, uh, even in just the last few years. I mean, um, uh, just the format of, of Nintendo Fuse, just in general, um, just kind of transforming and then coming up with some interesting ideas, and I like where things are headed with um, kind of these different sort of shows that we have, like the um, – the game chats and industry talks and the podcast and so on. Like, I think uh, it's cool to see that expansion and and, um, to see where things go from here. So definitely, you know, to everybody listening, like just because I'm leaving, like, I mean, there's so much other cool stuff that's happening. So uh, I'm, well, I'm already subscribed. I would hope so, but I will continue to listen in and and see what's what's going on with the podcast and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where it goes from here. So, you know, make sure you keep an eye on NintendoFuse.com for, for all the latest on the, on the podcast and everything else uh, that goes on with, with the site for sure. Definitely. Um, and then with that being said, yeah, thank you again to everybody in the chat. Um, to everybody that's there, Blake, Jakester, DJ, Mike, thank you all. And everybody else that has listened over the years. And uh, with that, uh, you know, the podcast will be back again soon with uh, with the rest of the crew. So we will uh... first, first Monday of next month. <laughs> yep, we'll be here.
and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll tell that person he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, so it's the three episode. He should be back on. <laughs> for all of you that that are are watching right now, and you can look at his son's face because he doesn't realize this. But we've actually super glued his pants to his seat, so he is going to be there next time. Don't worry about it. So, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and I'm never stopping oh. the broadcast, so it's just going to be 24. Hey, I mean, Nintendo I'm going to hit stop and it'll be on end anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely no, but uh, but thank you all for listening. As always, take care, and um, see you later. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs>